Hi, and welcome to episode 472 of the MWA Podcast. I'm Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sean, Mark, and Brian. Today, we're excited to have Jason Thigpen, Texas Heritage, returning as our guest. Jason is a talented leathersmith, woodworker, remodeler, and entrepreneur, just to name a few of his accomplishments. So, welcome back to the show, Jason. Thanks, man. That was a lot of $5 words you used there. Yeah. Well, you know... Uh, <laughs> He gets paid yep. by the syllable, so exactly, awesome, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what do you say, me- mechanic, uh, car restoration? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just like you're, to... you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I like to tinker. I have to wear mm-hmm. a lot of hats. Do you see the size of my forehead? <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. So true. So, uh, so anyway, for our listeners, we've had a we've had an interesting uh, few minutes trying to get this podcast off the road. We have a bunch of technical issues, so uh, hopefully the audio will be. Yeah. Um, if it's not, just uh, bear with us. Should, we'll uh, we'll we'll correct on the fly if we need to. But uh, before we get uh, to talking about Jason and all that's going on with Texas Heritage, um, let's dip our toes in the woodworking news. So. Uh, First up, um, Peter Galbert has a new Substack out there, and uh, he's moved. I don't know if y'all are familiar with his Chair Notes blog, which he has been doing for years and years. Um, I think yeah, even um, four or five years before his book came out. Uh, for people who don't know, what what is yeah. a Substack? It's um, kind of like the the, yeah. um, the modern take on a blog. Mm-hmm. In, it's in like a way, a, or and, subscription and, blogging, subscription mm-hmm. blog, and and um and newsletter all at the same time. The way that you know Christopher Schwartz and a lot of his writing is, you kind you kind of seem like off the cuff and and personal. These can be just like ruminations or like 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 Kyle said, just deeper deeper yeah. dives into something that is on mind for whoever's the Substack. I don't know why it's called Substack personally. Uh, yeah, I think it was this, uh, originally uh, started by journalists trying to you know um, do some stuff on the side to make some money. So. Um, ah. I I don't know why it's called Substack either. I would, you know, who knows? Maybe it, has, maybe it might be like, a, like it's an offshoot of Stack Overflow, which is where coders can go and pick up side jobs and oh yeah, uh, oh maybe so freel- maybe freelance so. codes. It's like a freelance writing subscription um, yeah. type thing. But yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a blog and a newsletter and Patreon all kind of mixed together into one thing. Yeah, that uh, allows writers to work and you can pay them or or some of the stuff is free. Yeah, so, uh, so it's yeah. free. You can subscribe. You just if you don't pay, you get only the free stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. and uh, and Peter's starting to go into um, you know, designing uh, travishers and uh, spokeshays. So he's really going into a little bit of the details about those tools. So it's been it's been pretty interesting. So highly recommended. And of course, uh, Chris Wartz has his blog too, which I highly recommend too. But uh, moving right along, uh, Vic Teslin um, has a collaboration with the Melbourne Tool Company, which is an Australian tool company that he's going to be, um, I don't know if it's really doing some work for or just more of a collaboration um, about bringing their tools to the, I guess, to the Canadian and U.S. markets. So it's an Australian tool company. And um you know, I don't know much about them, how their tools work, but they look pretty interesting. They look pretty neat. And um, so, um, you know, keep an eye out on that. I'm sure Vic's already had a couple of posts about what he's doing with them and about their tools. But, you know, it looks like they have a full range of planes, spoke shaves, um, all kinds of stuff, even an interesting looking uh, router, small router plane. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to feel 
fill a niche between like quality tools, Veritas, Lee Nielsen, and, you know, something better than you'd be able to get at Home Depot. So something that's going to get the job done, not going to mm-hmm. break your piggy, not going to break not your piggy bank, do it. Down. Yeah. So like so, the, quote, Wood River. Yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. That. Like this is above Wood River, but below Lee Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Right? I had to... And actually they have, it looks like, I mean, some of some of the details of the tools that are Im- images really look like some of Veritas' stuff in a way. Mm-hmm. The adjusters on it's this more modern. Machine, it's a modern, yeah. definitely modern. Tool. Yeah, yeah. The, the cork inlay on the handles of the spoke yeah. shaves are really interesting to me. But yeah, yeah, it is me too. Yeah, I'd like to try one out, see how they see how they work. But yeah, sounds yeah. like this That's... is a developing story as like the American site is not available. Mm-hmm. Um, right so, so it's not none of these tools are actually for sale you know with american dollars quite yet but mm-hmm. coming so follow I think, them I on think the socials vic needs to lean on his uh his his partners over there at mtc and get some tool center away for testing mm-hmm. yeah yeah we know we yeah. know you're listening vic exactly <laughs> <laughs> spoke shaves <laughs> yes. well, I, I would be i would love to have my students Smoothing try them out you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. Yes, yes. You could definitely uh, put them through their paces with the students. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, Vic, hit us up. Well, moving right along, um, we haven't forgot about woodpeckers. Um, (laughs) um, You know, they've been quiet for the last couple of weeks um, or a couple of episodes, should I say. But um, they do have something that I think is worth talking about. They have the Dead Nuts Square, which is a stainless steel square. That apparently is uh, made to very, very exacting tolerances. It's just a basically a, a piece of stainless steel that they have uh, machined to these tolerances. It's not particularly big. It's uh, about uh, three and a half inches tall, and it's uh, that's either way. So uh, both both legs of the square are three and a half inches, and. Um, I think it is about, forgot how thick it was. Three-eighths. Three-eighths. Three-eighths of inch. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for because it's relatively pretty thick. Um, And it it will do both um, 45s. Both of the legs are ground at at the ends at a 45-degree angle. So you can set up stuff like table saw blades or other things like that at 45. And then it has a square. And it looks like... Looks like the ends uh, or the edges of the square are beveled on two sides. So on one yeah. leg and on the uh, 45 degree section of it is beveled at uh, yeah. 45 degrees. So yeah, it looks kind of looks... to a knife point. So it, it's yeah. almost like you wouldn't use this as a layout tool against that edge because it that the the actual point floats above the surface if you're laying this down. Yeah. Like if I you're don't trying know that to you can use this no, 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 to lay it, anything it, out. No, no, it's it's set a um, it's not it, it doesn't come to one side. That that bevel is on both sides of the square. Yeah, well, that's so what I mean. Comes, so it's it's floating. If yeah. you lay this thing down, it's never going to touch this. Yeah, know, yeah, and I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I don't and know why you, they did did it that way. If you throw <laughs> it, with, with yeah, it, I know well, if it, it was flat on one side, you know. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was yeah. just gonna say if 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 it was you know it would be a surface to actually strike something up against. This is more mm-hmm. of a precision. They can get that precision point, so when it's on a fence on a table, to set up a tool to ninety degrees and make sure it's dead nuts ninety degrees. That's gonna yeah, be I guess ult- so. ultra yeah, precise. You know? Yeah, yeah and there, the narrow yeah. edge lets you see whether there's light coming through more, more yep. easily. But yeah, this is only a setup square. You can't. 
there there is yeah, no you're not going to lay out anything you can't else. reference anything there are no fences or stocks or anything like that i'm wondering right. how tall the legs are um is that like three and a half? Three and a half. Inches. Well, no, that's from the from the bottom to the point. You have two legs, one going up and one going out. Is there a measurement there? Is that like exactly an inch? Oh, uh, oh, that's what you're that saying. Be, yeah. that, that would that be could also be helpful too. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. That's a that's just a measurement they need to put in their literature. Yeah. But in yeah. in the time of need in of self defense, it could also be used as a throwing star. It looks. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is not something you would want to drop and try and reach down. No. And grab no. It. I think I don't think it's actually a knife edge. I think there's like a really shallow flat, mm-hmm. really narrow flat on the edge. Hey, but it, it, um, throwing hard enough, it'll. Yeah, you something. could. Yeah, you could throw it at somebody. Just you know, hopefully you happening. don't hit them with a ninety degree corner. You want to hit yeah. them with those two forty yeah. fives. You got a one in three chance of getting them with a really sharp corner. Yeah, but I'm still saying if you instead of having the the edges have that double bevel, if they had a single bevel, it would still accomplish the same thing and be more useful in my mind. True. Yeah, so just, you still uh, have a narrow edge for light, right? Yeah, you, know, you yeah. still have the same narrow edge. Yeah, it'd just be a longer bevel, if not anything, which maybe maybe makes it less strong. Yeah, you know, maybe so. A maybe centralized, so. centralized, you know, point there, as opposed to one that's off to one edge. Yeah, I don't know. You can get yourself a surface grinder and just grind it down. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, yeah. uh, or you know, when anyway. they make the when they make the three piece set, that'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the only other thing. You know, it might be nice if that thing was just a tad taller. But you know, who knows? They might come up with something a little bit taller and going down. But um, it's uh, at an introductory price of seventy dollars right now. So. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but I got a lot of tools that will do the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, and stainless, as well as other cheap. things. You got to yeah. give them that. So this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't red anodized aluminum. This is full on stainless steel. Stainless full steel. Full on stainless yeah. steel, and it looks like it is. Uh, you know, it is precisionally ground. So um, it I has think two... they're talking ten thousands of. Um, no, no, it's uh, it's yeah. it's two hundred thousandths. No, two ten. Two ten thousands. Yeah, not ten thousandths, but two ten thousandths. Yeah. Yes. Or point zero zero two degrees. Yes. Yes. Which is pretty damn accurate. I some would say dead nut. (laughs) (laughs) I think we way to bring it back around. Yeah, that was really good. I don't think we should we should talk about this. Okay. Well, let's move on then. Uh, so who do we have to thank this week for a Patreon shout out? You know, we always like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, and, you know, that's where you can, if you like listening to us, you support us, give us a couple dollars, help the show out, help us as individuals out, you know, maybe come to the next show you're going to go to. Uh, in this this case, we're going to give a shout out to the Florida School of Woodwork. Now, we did meet many members of them in Amana when we were at WIA, mm-hmm. and we very you know thank them heartily for their support so if you dear listener would like to join all those folks at the florida school of woodwork uh go to patreon.com slash mwa podcast and support us there yeah and yes. none of us none of us know how to write so we won't we don't have a sub stack we can't do it so not gonna happen you have to go to patreon if you're going to support us exactly exactly <laughs> well we want to thank uh the florida school of woodwork kate and all her folks over there we really appreciate the uh the support and uh Go out there and check them out. They have a bunch of classes that they're about to release if they haven't released them yet. So a couple of fantastic, uh, a couple, a bunch of fantastic uh, 
instructors are coming there soon. So uh, they've been posting on it on Instagram. So go out there and check them out. There's a lot of, of, of people in my area that retire to Florida mm -hmm. and, and I'm looking at their class list. I'm, I'm, my grandpa is down there. Um, but he's he also needed to pay him a visit for about a yeah. week. Yeah, take a I know. <laughs> he's also 97, so that's not going to be too too much longer. But uh, yeah, we, you know, I've I've never actually, but yeah, and it's in it's around Tampa. Yeah. Um, you know, at some point I'm going to have to go down there and do something. But it's so cool. Oh, the yeah. class list that they have is yeah. is in between. I mean, simple carving to weaving to you know chair chair classes. I think Chris is coming down and do a stick chair class. Like they're mm -hmm. what they offer. What she's put together is phenomenal as just kind of a real round offering to everything from learning how to use your <clears> tools for the first time to building a complete cabinet or chair or otherwise. Really, really. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I hear tell that uh, during the day, we get a little afternoon tea and biscuit break there. <laughs> Served by Kate. Yes. So that would be fantastic. Well, let's move on to what's in the shop. So, Mark, what are you working on? I, I have managed to narrow my list of stuff down to two things, which is like a major accomplishment. Uh, shave horses, which are very close to being done, and uh, and my remote classes. I'm uh, launching launching a 12-week uh, Boggs ladderback arm horse side chair, depending upon what the students want to do, um, and uh, on November 1st. So I've been working really hard to get all the videos edited and uploaded and put into a format that's easy to read and find and all that stuff. So that's my big push right now. Fantastic. And, uh, appreciate you, uh, putting all the uh, videos out on the, uh, pinhead that, uh, Oh yeah. Going on. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we so need, that's, we need guess, more. We need more. Okay. Three things. <laughs> There's three things I'm working on. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's one day a week of editing. That's the, the other four days. Well, three, three out of the other five is, uh, is the remote class. And uh, then one of them is getting, just getting that stuff emailed out, <laughs> which is <laughs> always amazes me how much work it is to just send out like a quick note with a, with a link to a video. But um, that's why I don't have a Substack. I guess. You're busy doing other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you have your own other website you're doing. Yeah. No, yeah. I, your, um, your shapers videos are fantastic for anybody that bought the kit from you or wants to um, your accessory as you go through those is, is truly phenomenal. And you're almost done. You know, yeah. The last one was, yeah. was the pinhead um, or the, the, um, what was it? It's the limiting, limiting. Yeah. Pin. The limiting pin. Yeah. So limiting that's the, pin. so what I'm trying to do, I realize like there's a lot of stuff that goes into these horses that like, it never really gets explained. It's just like, here, this is how you make it. Um, so the newsletter, uh, you know, as, as I cover a subject, I'm trying to kind of, explain like you know what is the purpose of this part and mm -hmm. why is it there um you know and it, not everybody wants to hear that and, and i hope um so I, I filmed those i filmed the footage like three years ago and i started editing videos and then i had a big break in the middle and then now i'm back to it and i hope that the well I, my, my philosophy on editing has changed a lot and so i hope that the uh the videos are even easier to watch now um i've, I've taken out a lot of what I think is kind of unnecessary coverage of, you know, sawing or chopping or whatever. I try to, I try to uh, right. get the gist and then move on. Um, mm. you know, the whole idea of that video series was, was two, twofold. It was the first purpose was to show people how to make the shave horse by hand. And then the second one was to really help people with hand tool skills. And so I think if you get this far in the series, you probably don't need a lot of hand tool 
pointers unless it's something, you know, unique, but so, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to make them move a little faster, try to keep them as short as possible, but still get, you know, the necessary information across. So, and yeah. as an, as a unique twist, I'm actually working on the heads of this batch of shave horses as I edit the videos. So I'm learning for myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have those running in the background while you're doing the actual work. That's right. That's great. Sean, when are you going to start yours? You're going to, this it's shop season. Now you got to get going. I, I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> did you, did you get it? Did you I get have it? it. I have okay, it. And good, good. you know, the way I do things and I don't have as much time as I used to, but I, I have it about 40 to 50% modeled. So oh, I'm learning. I'm, a... I'm, I'm, well, I know, no, guys, I'm oh. learning about the construction oh. of it by doing it that way. I, that's, okay. I did the same thing for the last couple of projects I did that were detailed enough. I like, I, 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 I don't need to go into the gritty detail because I know I'll figure that out by just by relative dimensioning. Um, when it when it gets down to it, I was like, oh, like how's oh, and just understanding the pieces, the actual swing yeah. arm, why it's cut like it is, and, and how it interacts. So yeah, I have I have a, mo- a not a working model yet. I've got the everything but the the swing arm's not in and the head's not on it, but everything else. Are you are just, you doing this in SketchUp or a, a CAD like a full CAD, CAD program? Yeah, oh, so okay. you can actually model the joints, the the, the rotation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah I, I mean it's, it's just i'm never going to show it to anybody or do anything with it but i'll have that and otherwise i haven't even looked at lumber i well, i looked at lumber pricing and um i think i can get eight eight quarter ash cheaper than pretty much any other species right now i don't i don't recommend ash for the swing arm head or or treadle everything else will be fine okay because you don't want anything that likes to split for those parts ah fair enough because you got mm-hmm. a lot of big mortises and you know, uneven forces and all sorts of stuff. So um, <clears throat> if it says otherwise in the plans, then by golly, I need to make an edit, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I mean, I looked at pricing. I haven't gone to, to actually see what they've got because that would be the more like I need something relative, you know, wide enough and long enough. Um, yeah. You know, being $4 a board foot doesn't mean to see it that. Yeah. Know? Well, it's, it's, um, it takes about 15 board feet, I mm-hmm. think, to make one. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah, um, that's what that's what I get out of the model too. Is a little bit of a of a. I know you have a cut list, but kind of a yeah, it's, more, maybe almost a more precise cut list. And it's like I'm gonna say, okay, long to long, I need this, I need to this, you know, what to break it up into pieces. What can I cut out of one big slab when I get down to it? But yeah, I'm excited about it. Cool. Hmm. Well, cool. Well, so Brian, what are you working on? I had kind of a failure in the wood oh. shop um, making uh, the desktop for my standing desk for work. And I had some absolutely gorgeous air-dried walnut from a local uh, supplier here that I've had in the shop for quite some time. You know, moisture content was perfect. The first warning to me should have been the crayon on it that says no nail with a circle in one spot. Because as I'm, you know, it, it had a little bit of a cup to it. So, you know, I try to cut it the length that I wanted plus two inches on either side. And then as I'm joining it, I'm looking at it. Oh, I mean, that's really shiny. So I'm finding nails in this wood. And I'm like, oh, you know, God bless the Powermatic helical head because it's just shaving the, the nails right off. But I found, <laughs> I found, <laughs> I just got to rotate those cutters. Um, <laughs> Not until you're done with the project. Though. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it turns out, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I still don't own a, a metal detector and I need to buy one. I keep telling myself that, but I'm like, I, the very last thing I want to do is run this through my saw stop because you know, I'll forget to put it in a bypass mode or something. So I got everything flat 
glued it up, but it wasn't the length that I wanted anymore because I'm going to put, there's a fair number of monitors going to go on top of that desk. And uh, because of the, the, the amount I had to take off, it's only three quarters of an inch. So I'm like, all right, what would I do? So, you know, I learned an old trick that, you know, you take kind of chop the left and right ends off and then fold them under. So the green is relatively close mm-hmm. and glue them right back up. But I'm like, I'm just trying to force this. And I, I, you know, I want something because I wanted a nice chamfer on the bottom. I'm like, I'm trying to force this three quarter inch board to something that I'm going to use every single day. And I'm like, just, just give up. So, yeah. So uh, now I'm going to have the fanciest grain uh, electronics bench probably ever because that's, I'm going to (laughs) repurpose the, uh, the walnut top for that. So when I solder, I'll be really, really (laughs) in the mood you know so right yeah just don't let your soldering on exposed now yeah well yeah, yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> come come to find out there was, there was like comma save live kids that was no comma nail like avoid you know right. it wasn't no, no that's nail. right yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense i was trying to figure out like what the hell were they trying to well, say with that yeah. comment it was just the it worst was lie no ever. exclamation point nails nail yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you so, go I mean, I'm a little upset with the guy because, I mean, I know this guy and bought a lot of wood from over the years, and um, maybe it's my fault for not scanning it, but I'm like, he should have known better. Um, so I think I'm actually going to go cherry, um, you know, get some nice, you know, six mm-hmm. or eight quarter cherry, you know, get it get it to the thickness that I want, um, you know, because this, this motorized mechanism will list like 300 pounds, so I'm not worried about the weight at all. So I'm going to see what he has, cherry, um might even do like sapelia or something you know, nice something's going to darken up pretty well uh so yeah screwed that up uh probably i don't know how much that walnut was but it was it wasn't cheap so that's unfortunate so does that guy have a metal detector i'm going to ask him next time i go say maybe maybe <laughs> borrow it from him before you leave or yeah. before you pay <laughs> i keep seeing people use like the ones that use like stadiums to wand mm-hmm. you they see they, they seem to be the best ones um you know i'm never like wanding anything more than like eight quarter so I don't know. Uh, that's I think that's a lesson learned. Um, unfortunately, burned some good wood doing that. Uh, but other than that, uh, just some small uh, projects. Uh, I played in a uh, charity golf outing, uh, and uh, for our, our corporation, it was a night golf tournament. And the guy that invited us talked a lot of smack, and our team beat his team. Excellent. So I, I three three D printed him a second place trophy. So I'm gonna, <laughs> nice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up to him and give that to him, and then I'm also gonna give him. Um, he's a big barbecue and beer guy, so I'm gonna you know I turned a couple bottle stoppers and bottle openers and those kinds of things. So, um, and my wife's been pestering me to do more like seam rippers for the sewing her sewing friends. So just trying to get a couple like tchotchke style, you know, small turning projects out of the way. Christmas is coming up. Yeah, holidays. You gotta yeah. get your tchotchkes going. You know what I get a lot of requests for now is uh, like custom. Uh, uh, gosh, like uh, clipboards, uh, huh? like like for like the teachers, really? they, they they want really, like, the, you know, like it's almost like a shaved off cutting board, you know, with just like a little the clicky thing on the top. They're really popular with the teachers around. Mm. Get some parquetry, mm. some some epoxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get Frank Strauss to marquetry clipboard for me. No, just <laughs> cut off something that's got a hole in it, and then just fill that with epoxy and put oh, it there you on go. top of it. Call it a clipboard. Oh, there you yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, river river clipboards. River. River, river clipboard. clipboard. River clipboard. Oh, Jesus. Riverboards. Oh, my gosh. Riverboards. This is a thing. We've got to do yes. this. Oh, no. Oh, man. So- Wait, so I got a question. If if the clipboard part attaches in the epoxy area, is that kosher? Is that going to work? Or does it have to be in the wood? 
Yeah, I, I think I, it would have to be in the wood. The wood, yeah. What if yeah, you you could you could coat them in fiberglass? You there get some you go. really thin uh, clipboards. You could. They'll they'll yeah. weigh like ten pounds, but man, they'll still, they'll be really pretty. <laughs> they could do like a skimboard on them too if they took them to the beach. You know, <laughs> yeah, just take them to the water, and <laughs> throw them out. <laughs> yeah, but that's another what I thing going. that if you if if thrown hard enough is a weapon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. get your uh, woodpecker. Uh, I almost yeah. said these. I almost said these nuts. Uh, these dead nuts, nuts. Dead nuts. <laughs> <laughs> dead, See, dead nuts. Another another problem with that name. Jason was yeah. right. They should have fixed the name. They, so they, they got the wrong <laughs> name. Yep. They would have sold that tool to so many immature crafts right. uh-huh. out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. These nuts. We're all just, thirteen years yeah. old at heart, right? So, I'm yeah, just picturing way. a high school wood shop. You know, you know, kids looking for that thing. You know, asking the yeah. teacher, "Where, where is these nuts?" Um, <laughs> yeah, but Sean, what do you got going on? As, as previously mentioned, I am um, I'm I have a shave horse kit and I'm working on a model, but I do have a spoke shave and a draw knife, and so I've been just playing around trying to make things less square and more rounded and smooth. Mm. And um, it's fun. It's just little, like five minutes at a time, going just trying to be be precise about it. Learned a trick from watching Mark's videos on you know with with Jeff. Um, it wasn't with Jeff Lucas. Yeah, it was. Yeah, with um. You know, basically marking the angles, drawing the facet, then marking off the facet and doing mm. that. Just, just just, playing with that idea. I really like the idea of messing up in my shop before I ever go take a class from Mark to build a chair because then I won't be a complete noob. Um, so maybe that'll happen someday. But yeah, just um, just making little curly shavings and crap pine sticks that are, you know, just in the scrap bin. I, are your spoke, to... spoke shave breaks interfering with your push-up breaks? No. my no. Okay. My, my well, right now the push-ups are only when the football team scores. Oh, okay. On Saturday, and so it's I've only been college, for, only college football, and my team. Um, when they score, no matter, no matter what they score, if it's two, three, seven, or other points, right? Um, I do the total score at that time. No, it's oh. like the cheerleaders, like the they hold them yeah. up on the board, yeah. and the the, yeah. the so cheerleader do does that. the push-ups. I do that in the living room. So you know, so last- so, so, uh, so if it's twenty points, do you do? 20 push-ups, and then when yep. they uh, kick the extra point, do you do 21 push-ups? I don't do the extra point, but a, a yes for field oh. goal. So oh, if they do okay. 20, okay. and then they do a field goal, and then they score another touchdown, that's 20 push-ups, then 23 push-ups, then 30 push-ups. So okay, if, I'm gotcha. gonna, if I'm going to do that, I need to be watching a Bears game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. And it, to, to put it, to, put it to, to college, watch an Iowa game. I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, last two weeks ago, they played Penn State. Penn State held them to four first downs. <laughs> like, be, be an Iowa fan. Okay. On the try. Okay. I can do that. I mean, I could just watch a Georgia Tech game. That's these days, that's pretty good. True. I mean, that's my, true. My I think honor, a, Mac right? school, a Mac school beat Georgia Tech last <laughs> Sorry to say. Yeah. It's just Georgia Tech, guys. It's, it's kind it of is. like, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? If MIT had a football team, they'd be Georgia Tech. Right. And so, what do you expect? Hey, the Ivy League <laughs> is the reason we have football right now. They started that back in the 80s. So, give them some credit. That's why they just play each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There's some high school teams that would do better. <laughs> anyway, so Kyle, what uh what are you working on? Um, well, I've had to set the rocker that I've been working on for years over to the corner of the shop because I've got a bunch of new orders. So Excellent. Um, so I like to say it's woodworking season. It's getting cooler, so mm-hmm. people are starting to order their um you know, they're drilling guides and whatnot for uh, chair making. So I've been, you know, just going nuts, uh, getting these, uh, getting these things out. So 
you know, it's been great. Um, it's been all day because almost all of my um, drilling guides have some sort of wooden part to them. So I spent pretty much all day today just milling maple up to make uh, small wooden parts for my jigs. So anyway, um, and I got a bunch of the new um, arm post bases. I've gotten a bunch of orders for those. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast, but those keep rolling in. So I got a new batch of those done, uh, or I'm fixing to turn a new batch of those. And hopefully out of this batch, I'll save one myself. That didn't happen with the first batch. But so we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good. So uh, appreciate all the orders and um, all of that good stuff. And uh, anyway, if you're interested in it, go over to BB Custom Tools. Take a look around. I'm sure you'll find something you can have. So <laughs> imagine if you would have had your stuff to sell it at uh, Amanda. Yeah. Man, O'Malley. Uh, yeah, you'd uh, have done well at Handworks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe next time I might have done too well. You know, there's, there's that, uh, there's that fear out there when you got too many orders coming up at one time. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure Jason knows nothing about that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> so, Jason, just, what's going on? Just extend on in your, your lead shop? times. What's what? Just hey, it's going to take not three stressful years at all. You're older. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. My lead times are already extended out to about three weeks, and I try to get them done a lot sooner than that. Um, wow. You know, um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, that's a, that's you know, that's almost as stressful as uh, anything is having a bunch of orders stacked up that you know you got to get to, and you're working on other orders before you can get to those orders. I know. So, Jason, any of this sound familiar? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. My biggest fear, like when I was a kid, was disappointing somebody, and that's absolutely the same now as an adult mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. my own business and all that stuff. Uh, uh, it it drives me crazy when we get an email from a customer, you know, wondering why our product's taking so long or why their order is taking so long. Because um, I just, I don't like to disappoint anybody. But thankfully, our customer base is really understanding. Um, a lot of them have been following us since we got started with all this. So they understand how we do things and what our process is. So they're generally pretty accepting of the longer uh, turnaround times, which we are really thankful for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. My my worst fear, which has happened a couple of times, I'm all ready to ship something out, and there's this one little thing I need that I don't have <laughs> in stock that's going to take a week for it to come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like ah crap. But anyway, uh, luckily that's yeah, only like, happened like, a couple of times. Yeah, like a year or two ago, I got hung up on stuff with uh, brass hardware. Um, it became yeah. pretty hard to come by, and or at least consistently. And mm-hmm. so that, that kind of uh, hurt some of our stuff for a while on turnaround times, but things seem to have evened out now as far as sourcing hardware and all that. So we're good at this point. Well, good. Well, good. So, <sighs> so are you, uh, are you still recovering from the uh, two um, events back to back Texas woodworking festival and handworks? Uh, I don't think I have yet. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty intense experience to have both of those in back to back weekends. And, uh, then when we got back home, I pretty much had to hit the ground running um, with orders that we had already at that point. You know, I, I kind of pushed our, our uh, turnaround times a little bit because I was prepping for those two events. So I've yeah. got to like squeeze in some time to make all the inventory for that. Um, so some of the orders got pushed back a little further than I, I would like. So um, because I felt guilty and I didn't want to disappoint anybody, I didn't take any kind of a break um, when we got back. 
like that next morning I was ready to go back out in the shop and just pick right up where I left off. Uh, so, um, and my shop is an absolute mess because of it. I didn't take any time to clean or do any of that kind of stuff after the shows. Uh, so it's, it's a mess and I'm just walking on top of things and moving stuff around. It's very inefficient and pretty frustrating. So I think this weekend I'm going to do a big cleanup. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, that, so you can only get by for so long until mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. like yeah. it's just too at, much at some point like, you just have to stop and do it yeah, yeah. you got to grow up and do it so i i, I taught a class now. as soon as i got back from from handwork so like mm-hmm. while the student was working i was cleaning <laughs> was cleaning the shop yeah and then at the end of the class it's really it's really easy to clean up at the end of a class like you just you know it's like it's a natural transition point yeah but yeah if it wasn't for that i would i would be climbing over stuff too i understand your pain <laughs> but that's well, okay. Well, that just shows why I need a larger workshop. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're gonna get into that in just a second. But um, so how much how many how much goods did you take to both of those? Did you have a separate like stock? Hey, I'm taking this stuff to uh the Texas Woodworking Festival and then I'm taking this bunch of goods to handworks or yeah, um, and it was it was so hard to try to figure out how much to make of each item because it's been so long since I had done any type of an event. Um, the last mm-hmm. one I did was uh, December of 2019, um, and that's when Mark came down to Austin. Um, and, Are you serious? That, we, yeah, that was the, the last show I did since um, until the Texas Woodworking Festival. Holy cow. So I had lots of cobwebs, and it was a lot of kinks to work out, um, and making the products was one of them. Just trying to remember like how much stuff sells you know, in person as opposed to online and trying to figure out exactly what to make. But I ended up making over 100 tool rolls um, and like probably two dozen aprons and then loads of wallets and, you know, like our block plane holders. So we, we tried to just have a whole bunch of everything. And I took half of the inventory to the Texas Woodworking Festival um, because I knew that Handworks would likely be our, our, I guess, the crowd that's more tailored towards our business. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that we had plenty for handworks um, and I ended up having a few things left over from the Texas Woodworking Festival. So um, my handworks inventory was pretty solid, but it took a long time. I started cutting fabric for those back in May, I think, um, just so I could kind of slowly work on them through the entire summer. Because um, if I would sit down and try to make all that stuff at one time, it would take, you know, probably about a month. And that mm-hmm. would just push my push my orders that I've already got way too far. So just trying to integrate it into my workflow um, and it just ends up being a lot of late nights as you get closer and closer to the event. Yeah. You're telling well, me you planned ahead for the show. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, my anxiety. What is that like? So I don't bad. It's, it's haphazard because I don't write anything down. All of the planning's <laughs> in my head. And then I forget that I was planning this or that. And it's, it's a mess, but, <laughs> but that's okay. It's my mess. So I don't mind. But one thing that was really bad is that I didn't, realize that the events were back-to-back weekends when we first committed to both of them um, for some reason just looking at the dates i thought they were two weeks apart and so i thought you know i, I can handle two weeks i can get home from the first event and, and have a few days to try to build some more inventory and get prepped and, and it was like in maybe july i was looking at the calendar and it dawned on me that they were back-to-back <laughs> and i just just about passed out <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh, that added a whole lot of stress that was fully unnecessary because if I just knew how to work a calendar, I could have uh, not had that happen. But uh, it worked out well, though. I got everything made that I wanted to get made um, like the day or two prior to the Texas Woodworking Festival. So um, 
it, it, it all worked out all the late nights, um, all the long weekends and all that stuff paid off because I ended up getting things done like in, in the nick of time. Um, if I would have needed three or four more hours to finish something, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. So it worked yeah. out perfectly. Well, it looked like it was real successful, especially, uh, uh, both of the events, but especially Handworks, because our uh, Mark's booth was, I guess, catty corner to your booth, and I kept looking over yeah. there on uh, on Saturday, the last day of Handworks, and I was like, "Boy, you know, Jason, Jason and Sarah's booth is looking a little light over there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We 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 certainly took back home a lot less than we brought, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but it it uh it was busy uh, all day. Mm-hmm. both days non-stop um like barely y'all know how it is like hardly time to eat you get a sandwich yeah. and you you get to open it up for your first step and then you gotta talk to a person for a while and then you come back and take one bite <laughs> yeah. and you talk to somebody cool. else and you know it's a four-hour process to eat a sandwich but but it's so much fun um the, the crowd at both events was really great um, mm-hmm. handworks was especially fun because there are just so many people that um sarah and i have known and have met throughout the years through these events um, and just getting to see them all again and talk to them. You know, we've been doing so good on, on keeping up through social media and, and getting to see them in person again was awesome. So the, the crowds are great and we had the absolute best time um, at the end of each night. We could hardly talk, you know, our voices are <laughs> yeah. so hoarse and it, yes. it was just, we slept hard all night long. Um, it was, it was awesome. I was so happy to get back to doing these events again. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I noticed and your, your son, your your yeah. son did a fantastic job there too. Yeah. Um. So that we decided like a year ago, probably that yeah. we, if they were to do a handworks again, that we were going to bring him along because he just turned fourteen last summer. Um, yeah. So he's he's competent and responsible enough at that age to to handle something like that. So we didn't want to just bring him into our booth and have him just experience the madness that can happen like at a show like a handworks. Um, so I decided to come up with his own little project, uh, or little thing that he could do on his own. And I came up with this little make your own like key fob station, um, using some of the equipment that I have for my leather working. And I brought a bunch of uh, blank pieces of leather and people could stamp their initials into it and then use some of our tools to secure the brass key rings. And so I had him set up doing that and he was doing them for $10 a piece. And I think over the two days he sold is like 76 or 78 total huh. keychains. Wow. So yeah, he was really busy and he was so excited because people were giving him tips. Um, yeah. yeah we're, making like, we're, a, like, it was like 120 bucks in tips for both yeah, days. Word, word got, word got out that he was uh, working for tips. So that's why people, yeah. um, uh-huh. like the Ethan Simcox is right in front of me and he just kept getting yeah. keychain after keychain after keychain. <laughs> 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 I'm like, well, it's, it's a fun little thing to do. People, people love interactive things, as, as you guys well know, Mark. Um, I'm oh, sure yeah. you have so many people sit on your shave horses. Uh, yeah, well, like I that, but... I missed all of this. Like, I, I my gaze did not extend like past the edge of the aisle. Like for most of the show, I was just like, uh, I was like, uh, the only time I saw your booth was when those brief moments when things slowed down. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, gosh, yeah. I hope I hope he's selling keychains over there. And oh yeah. <laughs> Turns out he was totally cleaning up. So I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. So so yeah, so said, what did what did Jackson end up spending his tip money on? Uh well, <laughs> so we also paid him a, a per diem each day for working oh. and helping. Um so so he got a hundred dollars a day um to help out and to be yeah. there, you know, at our beck mm-hmm. and call all day long. Um so yeah, he ended up bringing, you know, well over three hundred dollars home. Wow. And the first thing we did, uh, we stopped at a goodwill store or goodwill type. 
thrift store um, mm-hmm. in 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 Garland, Texas, uh, by Dallas on the way home, and he's been wanting to get a suit and like some fancy shoes and a tie and a dress shirt and all that. So we took him and, and went picking through all of the uh, stuff they had there and got him a nice little suit and shirt and tie and shoes, and he paid for it with his own money, and he's all excited about it. So yeah. that was the first thing. Um, then the next day, we went to Home Depot, and they had all of their Halloween animatronic displays set up mm-hmm. and he bought this like seven foot tall skeleton bartender guy that like you walk by and he's motion activated and he like mixes you drinks and stuff <laughs> <laughs> absolutely ridiculous but it's absolutely what a 14 year old is going to spend their extra Heck money yeah. on. And, uh, <laughs> down his room and when you walk by and the door is open it's the creepiest thing um, <laughs> but Evil he bartender. loves it so yeah and it'll probably be great if he decides to go to college or something like that afterwards. I mean, that's like the ideal thing to have in your dorm or your apartment too. So he'll get his money's worth out of it. No doubt. <laughs> oh, wow. That is fantastic. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that. Well, so um, besides doing all that, um, you also have a building you're trying to open up. How's the building remodeling going? You've been working on that for what? At least um, three or four years, right? Sticks. We six. bought it in August oh, wow. of 2017. So yeah, wow. six years now. Yeah, it's been wow. a while. Time flies. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, things are going well. Um, we're approaching like the final stages of the renovation in the upstairs area, which is going to be our um our entire workshop. Mm. Um, but we're down to like the last like 10% of the project and like any project, Yo. like especially woodworking, like that last bit just takes so long because there's so many little details. Um Today and uh, we got all the framing done upstairs for the restroom and like an office space. Um, and so the restroom framing we're surrounding or we're going to wrap it with board and batten, uh, an exterior wall. And we're using all the board and batten material that I salvaged from the building originally. So I spent today getting all that cut and installed. Um, I'm looking into getting some insulation pretty soon and then having a drywall guy come in and uh, close up the walls. Um, but we're moving right along. Um, hopefully, if things continue well and we have some pretty good progress and don't have any major hangups, uh, we're hoping that we can start moving my workshop there in January timeframe. Wow. Oh, so, wow. Phenomenal. Yeah, co- coming up soon. Um, we still have to get our elevator installed. That's like one of the major projects that's still left to do. Um, when does the air conditioning I- go in? Hmm. <laughs> Probably after I am not here and I'm not paying the utility or the electric bill. Oh, no. <laughs> you gonna do like a swamp cooler instead or what? Yeah, no, it's a it got pretty warm in there over the summer. You know, we had a pretty good spell of a uh, hundred and five degree plus days and being in that shop working, it was hot, but it was like low nineties. Um, so definitely lower than ambient temp, but it's it's still warm. Um, as long as you had a good breeze blowing, it was tolerable, but we might have to try to figure out something for next summer, like either some evaporative coolers or yeah, maybe look into some type of a mini split type system. Um, it's just a big building. So to get an actual AC system that would work efficiently and really cool it down, yeah. it, it would be a big system. Um, Cause it's probably about 8,000 square feet, uh, the first and second floor together. So mm-hmm. that would, that would, that would take a lot of, a lot of effort to cool it, but you know, we've got the double hung windows and all that stuff. So it's and the really, you know, two foot thick stone walls. So it was set up originally to to be tolerable in, in warmer temps. Um, so as long as we can kind of use the building the way it was designed to be used for temp control and then supplement with some fans and maybe some evaporative coolers, I think we'll be good. Well, you got like three seasons where you could 
host classes downstairs, right? Where it wouldn't really even be an issue. You know, downstairs will probably be different um, for our classroom space. Because once we actually frame in that space and get the walls up, it's probably going to be about 2,000 square feet. And because we'll be having students in there, I think that's that portion will definitely get a mini split um, system in it to try to regulate temps. Yeah. Because um, our students don't need to be hot and uncomfortable. That's that's not necessary. Um, right. My workers are different because I'm paying them <laughs> to be there, <laughs> whereas the students are paying me to be there. So I got to take care of them and make sure that they are taken care of. So I'm glad I'm glad you're thinking about them. They. they yeah. Need, yeah. They, students got to be cool, man. That's that's. Yeah. Or, or warm. I guess it depends on the time of year, but depending on mostly yeah. cool. <laughs> well, well, that's interesting. So you are planning on hiring some folks once you all move into the building. Huh? Yeah. Um, at first, it's going you know, my wife's going to be able to, to be there daily and helping me out mm. more. Um, uh, my big office space that we got framed out has enough room to have like a, a mini classroom type setup in it. So, you know, we homeschool our three boys, so we'll be able to have them there as well um, and continue their education and then also have them like help us out in the shop. But just having the larger workspace and having all of my tools and equipment set up where I have a good workflow, that right there will increase my productivity and my efficiency um, tenfold just with mm -hmm. myself. And so with my wife being able to help out, I think we'll be good for a little bit um, as we kind of figure out the new space and how it all works. But we do plan to hire probably two to three part-time people to come in and help us out with stuff um, oh. once we kind of get the space figured out. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, cool. Well, I also want to ask you about, um, you know, the Texas Heritage. Now you, you are now Texas Heritage, right? You are Texas Heritage. Woodward is Texas Heritage, correct? I mean, yeah, it's, I don't it, know. It depends. Brand, branding is complicated because we, <laughs> <laughs> it's Texas Heritage just kind of works for everything. And that's what I think it does. Like saying mm -hmm. on social media and that's, that's, that's just kind of what it's turned into. Yeah. I'm adopting yeah. the Texas Heritage name. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, well. So tell tell us about some of the new products that you've introduced this year, and any if you want to give us a little preview of any that you plan on uh, bringing in next year. So we uh we introduced a couple of new things, um, mostly like in the personal goods section. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't really done much as far as woodworking items uh, lately. Hey, I bought I bought a wallet from you, at, uh, Texas Woodworking yeah. Festival. So yeah, there you it's go. Fantastic. So I, I love it. Thanks, man. I like to hear yeah. that. Yeah, mine's still kicking. Um, oh, dude, yeah, Brian, I really loved you showing me that one at Handworks. That thing has some age on it. And it's looking yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we started doing those, uh, like the wet form leather valet trays. I had a couple of those um, at both of the events. They did really well. Uh, we didn't come home with any of them. So that's a good sign always. Um, I'm really wanting to get into bags a lot. We're kind of gradually going into that direction. Um, I've made a couple purses and like small almost like fanny pack style bags, like for my wife and my mom. And those were very well received and they were a lot of fun to work on. And it's kind of something I'd like to offer up as a leather class too in the future. So personal bags and like carry alls and things are going to be a, a little bit bigger thing in the future. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Leather is such a unique material and it's so much fun to mm -hmm. work with. It has so many applications. Um, I just, the, the more I mess with it, the more I want to integrate it more into our product line. So um, mm -hmm. it's that's so yeah, personal goods is more of a direction that we're kind of headed in the future, but still obviously doing all the woodworking too. But, um, as far as woodworking products, I've been working for a while on like a scraper wallet type setup with the wax canvas and all that. Um, just hadn't really settled on a design that I'm fully happy with yet. Um, oh, okay, and also, cool. 
Yeah, and also working on a plane hanger that can accommodate a number seven and number eight. Um, the current leather plane hangers that we sell can hold up to a number six. But when you get to the seven and the eight, that front toe extends so much further beyond the knob and the knob oh. is where it hangs. So um, it needs a whole new design. And I've tried a couple of things, but the size of that plane, when you increase the dimensions of the plane hanger to where they reach the knob, it's just so goofy looking and stretched out. It doesn't look <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I can't, it's totally functional and works wonderfully, but it's just ugly. And I, I can't, I can't sell something like that. So I'm, I'm still working on a design for that. That'll be a, a little more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Well, let me know when you get one for, you know, the um, number 51. <laughs> it has 18 pockets for all of your different blades. And... So wait, is, wait, is that the shooting plane? No, yeah, the shooting, that's shooting, plane. Plane. Oh, shooting plane. That's no. a shooting plane. No, yeah, that's where that wet molded that molded leather comes in. He can oh, do the 90 yeah. degree yeah. angle and you just drop that it would, up in the corner. That would fit in yeah. your uh, little doctor tote. That you, that you yeah, that carry all that we yeah. make. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That is that's what yeah. that's built for. You just get <laughs> yeah. the tote. Well, well, the only thing I would be scared at, I know leather is strong, but it's just like that thing weighs a ton. And you're just like, yeah, uh -huh. they're gonna hold. Well, you know, I have people comment a lot when I post photos or videos of our plane hangers in action. Yeah. Like a lot of people saying that the leather's not gonna hold up or it's gonna stretch and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that's not ever gonna happen. Um, the leather that I get is exceptionally thick just for that purpose um the, it, mm. it's, it's wide enough the dimensions are right to handle it i've even installed one outside um on the wall outside my shop and grabbed the loop with my hand and was able to pull my body off the ground with one and it didn't come apart or break or anything so mm. if it can hold me and i weigh about 170 pounds um then it can hold a hand plane that weighs 10 pounds or less yeah with, with, yeah. So, yeah um we've sold several thousand over the years and so far i've had zero people contact me saying that one fell and their plane hit the ground or that it came apart so yeah yeah oh i i'm, I'm totally it's it's one of those it's one of those things that you look at and you go is this gonna work or not you know it's mm -hmm. but yeah you're totally right it it's mm -hmm. gonna hold it so anyway but yeah let me know i'll i'll put you know because i got this this number 51 i got it in my tool cabinet and mm -hmm. The room it takes up in that tool cabinet is just ridiculous. If yeah, I, the handle, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the handle and the way it's cocked off to the side. If I could find another way to store that, that would be fantastic. Oh yeah, but and, anyway, flat up on the wall above your head, it doesn't take up any space in your shop. It would just be out yeah. of the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. But anyway, I don't know how big of a seller that would be for you, though. <laughs> yeah, so I. <laughs> <laughs> Like I already have a pretty like targeted product line. Yeah. Oh, that would be even <laughs> narrowing it down even more. Yeah, let's get ultra niche here. That's yeah. there's riches yeah. and niches, Jason. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 That's you your five hundred dollar uh five hundred dollar plane purse right there. there exactly. Your exactly. plane purse. Right and left handed. Right and left handed, yes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, so one of the things that, that I want to talk talk to you a little bit about is you know kind of a, on the business side of it because i'm real interested about what what you made with texas heritage and where you started mm -hmm. from basically just an apron on instagram and yeah. what that has developed into so what are some of the things that you credit for your success that it's man i don't know it's it's such a crazy thing um mm -hmm. when we look back over the last because it's been uh i think the end of this month it'll be nine years that we've been doing this full time um, 
and it, it's just crazy to look back and think of, of all that's happened and how it's grown. And I mean, it's just all been because of the exposure we have on social media. Um, that made accessing a customer base so much easier for us. And we didn't even plan to do that. You know, I made that first apron for myself and I had like 40 followers on Instagram and I just posted a photo just because I was kind of proud of the apron I made. And uh, that's when uh, Todd Nebel, um, who's like one of oh, the yeah. legends yeah. of woodworking on Instagram, um, uh -huh. sent me a message wanting to buy one because his had worn out. And he liked the idea that a woodworker, a, ha a hand tool woodworker had designed my apron. And so I made one for him and he posted a picture of it to his followers. And he had like a thousand at that time. And then my follower account just started, it just started to, to climb and I started getting emails. And for a year, I did it on the side part-time making aprons and tool rolls. And after one year of doing that, like it was just too much to do that in my job. And so I quit my job and here we are. That's wild. That and is. I think you need to, you need to also address the fact that you never freaking stopped. Like y'all have been working at this, you know, almost full-time since before you quit your day job the items that I make. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and double time since then, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a crap load of hard work. <laughs> mm, yeah. Basically I it's just say. a lot of long hours and I, I love what I do every mm -hmm. part of the process. Yeah. But the uh, social media stuff that you do, is just absolutely fantastic. Now you don't make any posts anymore. Yours are strictly reels at this point, right? Well, I, I try to do some posts too. Um, yeah. But reels just get so much better engagement. Yeah. Um, they just reach so many more people. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to reach more customers. So I still try to do regular posts um, with just the photos, you know, like it was back in the day. Um, I need to be more consistent about that because that definitely does a better job of showing our products in a nice setting. Um, sometimes the reels with all the motion and the songs and all that going on um, can be a bit much. So a good old fashioned photo still to me carries a lot of weight. Um, I need to get back more into that. I, I got sucked into the whole real thing for a while, but I'm trying to level it back out and and do a good mix of both. Well, well fantastic. Well, so um, so you mentioned a little bit ago about um, you're going to have some classroom in the first floor of your building. So are you planning on, uh, of course, you're going to be do teaching some leatherworking classes, but mm -hmm. are you uh, also going to be entertaining other folks to teach classes there? Absolutely. Um, that's, okay. that's the main plan. Um, we want to have a couple of classes that we would you know, regularly have, but I mm -hmm. really want to have some variety and bring in people um, of, of all different mediums, um, like ceramics or woodworking or, you know, like blacksmithing, that kind of thing. Basically, if you work with your hands to make it, I want to have people come in that can teach that kind of stuff. Um, kind of like uh, Mark Adams and, and his school, the way he has it set up with uh, just a little bit of everything going on. Um, I think that's pretty neat and really interesting uh, way to run a school. And I selfishly kind of want to have really cool instructors come and teach awesome stuff so I can sit in on the class and, and learn it too. Um, going to classes and, and, and learning from another instructor is so much fun and you get so much out of it. So I definitely want to have that kind of experience um, in our new building when it's ready. Oh, that's fantastic. So are you going to be teaching any classes in the near future other other places? Uh, no, there's nothing on the schedule right now. Um, I've just been mm -hmm. so busy focusing on the, the two events we just finished up with. And now like my main focus is on getting the building ready. So yeah, I, I don't want anything sense. to distract from that. Yeah, I, I, I got to have my priorities straight. Um, but hopefully if we do get moved in in the January time uh, that we, we want to, 
um, I'll start kind of looking around and seeing if I can teach um, some other places. Um, I'd love to go back and do another class at Greg Pennington's shop. Um, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Kate from the Florida School of Woodworking uh, talked to me briefly um, when we had a little break mm -hmm. at Handworks um, about potentially coming out there and doing something, um, which I think would be a really neat experience too. So I certainly want to get back out there and start teaching some more classes at other places because for one, it's it's fun just to meet a lot of new people and, and be in a new place, but also seeing how some other facility sets up their workshop and how they accommodate the students and facilitate a class. All, all of that is just more education for me and and a lot of you know better examples of how to run our school. So I get a lot of really good ideas by being in other people's shops teaching classes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, you know, Kate's got the, uh, the tea and biscuits you're going to have to do, you know, I don't know. Coffee and brisket. I don't know. Brisket, yeah. yeah. Texas <laughs> coffee, <laughs> coffee and queso, man. Coffee and queso. Coffee and queso. Hey, that's coffee and queso. Like that. that rhymes. Yes, yes. Hell yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think you need to have a big celebratory barbecue bash once you get the once you get the building open. All places open. Yeah, mm. like yeah. A, you know, Fifty dollars a plate, fundraiser, <laughs> gala, oh, party type of thing. Bringing us some. Well, awesome barbecue that'd be kind of fun um there's a lot of like people around in our area that do food trucks um and have mm -hmm. like awesome barbecue and smoked meats and things like that so that'd be a lot of fun um i definitely want to do some type of a grand opening type mm -hmm. extravaganza or event and just have a lot of people we've had so many people that have come and helped us um like on weekends and stuff at the building just just giving us hard labor and i'd like to have them come out and see you know, all the progress we've made and kind of show our appreciation and, and, uh, yeah, feed them real oh, well and cool. yeah. get somebody playing some music up there. Um, I think it'd be a really cool experience. So yeah, that's de definitely in the works. Well, cool. Absolutely. Well, um, before we let you go, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't ask you. So how's everything going on the ranch you live on? Man, if, if the ranch would just just be cool on its own. We'd get so much more done in the building and so much more done, you know, with products and stuff. Um, if only man, you so lived like, in an apartment. Yeah, dude, if only I just call up that landlord. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so two days before the Texas Woodworking Festival, we were getting our kids all bathed because my, uh, my parents were coming the next day to pick them up and watch them while we were gone. And my youngest was the last one to shower and he started hollering about how there was no more hot water and it got cold. So I went and checked and sure enough, there was no hot water. Um, I went outside and looked and turns out we had run out of propane completely, um, oh, no. which wouldn't be a huge deal, except that just a week and a half, two weeks prior, we put a hundred gallons in. Oh, So yeah. So we had a leak somewhere, never smelled any propane in the house. So all the connections like at our, our uh, appliances were, were okay. Couldn't smell anything outside. So, we call my father-in-law because he grew up in this house and like, hey, we're kind of leak in the propane system. And he's like, man, it's probably one of the lines that's underground. We're buried before he was born and he is 70 years old. So we have propane lines that are seven decades old under the ground. That could be a and, good good place to look, I would say. Awesome. Yeah, but the thing is, we don't know where they go. And so lines run to the house and they run to my workshop. And then they run to one of our barns because they used to have a heater set up for their lambs. Um, lines run all over the place. So there's no telling where it leaks. So instead of digging up all these lines and trying to find the leak, um, we decided to instead repurpose a 500-gallon propane tank that had been sitting unused on the property. Um, 
moved it into a different location and dug a trench and buried all brand new line to the house. Uh, had to put all brand new valves and fittings on the uh, on the propane tank to get it all up to code. Um, so we now have brand new propane everywhere, but the like one to two weeks after handworks, um, a lot of my time was spent working on that. You mean you couldn't just like run a garden hose from that old tank to the? <laughs> I probably could um, if my dogs or cats wouldn't mess with it. That'd probably be okay. Goats? No, it's all underground now. It's just... all that uh, PEX tubing. So there's it's 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 all good stuff and it's all brand new. So we're set up now. But that was just an inconvenience that kind of came up at a really well, bad time. Well, did you lay out? A, did you lay out a map or market for future yeah, generations? Did you, bury, did you bury a wire with the pecs this time? So you're great. Oh, no, I didn't do that. No, <laughs> heck did. If, they, if they want to know where the lines are, they should have been out there helping me dig the ditches and then they would have known. <laughs> your great, your great you grandchildren. We pulled up the ranch on uh, Google Earth Pro and you can like mark out lines and stuff there. Um, with measurements and stuff. So we marked out the propane lines and, and all that. So we have a map. It's, it's oh, there's, a rough, there's a rough plan. Now, if you can just remember yeah. where you put it in 20 years, <laughs> in 110 years. Yeah, if we're still using Google Earth in like 2080, <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> Oof. It's in the cloud, what? guys. Don't worry about it. That's right. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I love That's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah. 70-year-old uh, propane lines. I'm surprised it lasted that long, though. That's that's. I mean, I know I, like, I want to be mad about it because it was yeah. really inconvenient and the work was hard and it was like 102 yeah. degrees when we got back. But, I mean, really, they, they, they paid their seven decades, Man, I think, is acceptable. Yeah. I would have just been like, y'all, we're going electric. <laughs> no, no. Let's get it a new hot water heater instead of a new tank. <laughs> no, because <laughs> our hot water heater, our uh, our dryer, our furnace, and yeah. our oven are all propane powered. So that's a lot of appliances. But luckily, oh. they're all within about probably twenty square feet in the house. So oh, okay. I just like run the main line like to that location and then put in a manifold and split to the other one. So it wasn't really as hard as it could have been. Yeah. A lot of ditches yeah. digging that. Yeah, 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 that wasn't yeah. fun, but it keeps me young, or something, <laughs> <laughs> or something, <laughs> or something. Uh, well, well, you're one fit individual. I will have to say that uh, that ranch definitely <laughs> keeps you in shape. Absolutely. That's for damn sure. Well, with that, uh, let's move on to our fortnightly beer choices. So I'll start us off, and I'm just drinking the uh, house special, which is Guinness, and um, that's nice, nice, good podcast beer. So anyway, Mark, what are you drinking? I am drinking some Parkside Pineapple from 4x4 Brewing Company, a New England IPA from a brewery here. Uh, how about you, Brian? Was Is that the stuff we had in uh, Amana? That's one half. One half. half. One half. Yeah. I, so I got I got some four by, some Parkside in a grocery order, uh, and, I, and I was going to go out and get the other half separately, and I got, I got side eye from the better half of my marriage. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you really need to go do that right now? And I was like, I guess not. <laughs> so, so does that have actual pineapple in it or like it pineapple notes from the hops? Wow. You know, it's got, it's got pineapple in it. Um, and so at, at uh, Handworks, so there's this, this um, brewery also makes another beer called Smooth Criminal. And it is a, it's a different IPA. It's a little more bitter, but it's also a lot stronger. 
so I like to mix them half and half and the pineapple cuts the bitterness down and cuts the alcohol down. But you know, the sad thing is you have to drink two beers at a yeah, that just yeah. that just breaks twist your arm. Yeah, yeah, to have to drink too. But yeah, it's a tasty, tasty blend. You should come up and have one sometime. Might have to do that. That sounds yeah. good. I'll take you to the brewery. It's just down the street now. They've moved to our area. So. Oh, yeah, now they awesome. sell that in the brewery. That combo too. Yeah, you can. You say so in the in the tap in the tap room. You just say yeah. they actually have a name for it. It's called uh, Park That Dolly. It's, it's a weird name. I I don't know why they didn't just go with Parkside Criminal, but um, yeah. Yeah, you, they they have a name for it, but you just say, "Give me a fifty-fifty of Parkside," and boy, does it taste good by the tap. But uh, oh, and imagine. you can get a growler and take oh, it home. blended. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so no, that is cool. Yeah. This is uh, this is from the grocery store. They've they've done a really good job of getting distribution. We don't have a ton of stuff from from far away or other little microbreweries unless you go up into Spring High years where it seems. I'm happy to just drink my one mixture of that's just down. There. Exactly. Well, Brian, what about you? What are you drinking? So in, in honor of the uh, Sphere opening up in Vegas, if you guys uh-huh. are following that at all. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. yeah I want to go. I want to go there. Yeah, definitely. Like with, when they who, make who's, it the, who's doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's for the U2 uh, opening. U2? U2, yeah. U2 opened yeah. it um, a couple days ago. They opened it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a wild show I heard. Um, Wait, are they are they playing like a residency there or is it just no, the one show? It was just the one show. Uh, oh, okay. I, I think personally, I think like Pink Floyd would be just or Tool oh, would be like uh, crazy, be awesome. <laughs> crazy in that yes, place. the visuals, Tool like... and Nine Inch Nails, that together, yeah. awesome. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I'm drinking a beer called Residency in Vegas. It's an IPA from a Dewey Beer Company in uh, Delaware. It's pretty good. I like it. Hmm. So I thought you were gonna go with in honor of Britney Spears getting liberated <laughs> from her. Oh, I see bondage here, contract, I, I, whatever it is. Yeah, but she's been running with knives from what I heard. Yeah, I saw that yep, too. Yep. Is, yeah. it, is it a bigger deal that <laughs> is she's that a new video or? or oh yeah, on her in on her whatever stories that she's with knives and she's like, they're fake, and people are like, that's dangerous. And oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's all all sorts of drama. She's and really then leaning lean into that crazy thing, huh? Yeah, and then you got Travis Kelsey on the the uh, Chiefs dating Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift who's yeah. who's crashing the NFL, and the NFL's bowing to Swifty. Strange. <laughs> I that is the best marketing crossover oh. the NFL has ever done. Did you hear oh, yeah. like like his his uh, what was it his jersey sales after the first yeah. sighting went up four hundred percent. Yeah, he was yeah. the fifth fifth best selling. You know branded merchandise in the nfl after that game i was yeah, just i was crazy. i was watching that game and i thought i don't know if this is real or if it's like a marketing stunt but it is brilliant like yeah yeah they, I, i'm i'm guessing marketing stunt but who knows i uh, wish i was a chief's uh seat owner though that'd be great you know sell your tickets you know oh, oh yeah, for a yeah except except yeah. they're they're playing really well you know for the most part so it'd be kind of mm-hmm. sucked to miss the game but yeah you could pay for a for a few extra season ticket for next yeah time next time around yep that's for sure when the, Sean, when what the you album thinking? comes out well, well let's let's put it this way yeah. the whole kelsey um taylor swift has invaded every aspect of our society including, including the wa yes. yeah podcast, podcast. <laughs> yeah you can't <laughs> escape it folks we, we should just... title this show swelsey <laughs> no so when they lose if they do and she's the yoko ono of the nfl you know, it, it's going to be really entertaining, but 
Anyway, what am I drinking? What am I drinking? I'll just, make a I'll just like do that. my own segue here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's October, man. It's spooky season. So pumpkin beer is in session. So um, I picked up Jackie O's Jack O or Jackie O. Sam Adams Jack O. Jackie O. Wrong one. So Sam Adams Jack O. It's it, I think you can find it pretty much everywhere. They distribute their stuff all over the place. Um, but it's not bad. It's a nice little warm pumpkinish, spiceish beer mm-hmm. i assume it's a nail i do believe yes yes I yeah it's a, so. i mean that's all i mean it's what do they say it's like instead of, it's not really pumpkins it's more yams than anything when they're putting actual fruit in it they have more flavor i guess and are easier to find or grow one way or the other but it, it effectively <laughs> is in the same family so they can call it a pumpkin hmm. yeah interesting mar- marketing right Exactly. Exactly. Just like you know. Anyway, we won't go there again. So, like Jason, <laughs> what, what do you have to recommend? So, I am drinking the Anti Hero IPA from Revolution Brewing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Funny story about this one: I picked this up uh, in Handworks at Handworks, um, in what has become a Handworks tradition. Um, every Sunday morning when we wake up and are getting ready to leave and drive back home, I get a message on Instagram uh, from the champ fair woodworking that just says, check ah. your bumper. <laughs> and so I oh, no go way. To my truck. Yeah. So uh, last time in 2017, um, he left two like Molson's, which, you know, the Canadian brew yeah. they have, uh-huh. um, on my back bumper. And uh, this year I got the same message and went out there and this can of IPA was set on my front bumper. Um, still cold, like ice cold. So nice. I, I, as soon as I saw it and I knew that we had this podcast coming up, so I saved it just for this occasion. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Thank you the for beer celebrating fairy with us. Always strikes at hand works. <laughs> the beer fairy. That's awesome. <laughs> That is fantastic. Well, so um, Jason, um, besides uh, you know getting beer on your uh, front bumper, there, uh, where can folks uh, you know find you on the Instagrams or the dot uh, coms? So on Instagram, we're uh, at TX Heritage. Uh, same thing on YouTube, and uh, I think our website's txheritage.net. And then mm-hmm. on Facebook, it's I forget what it is on there. TX Heritage was taken. So it's like yes. TX Heritage WW, possibly. Um, I, I found you at Texas Heritage Woodworks on Facebook. Okay, okay. And then on TikTok, we're uh, Texas Heritage, but all spelled out Texas Heritage. Um, old TX Heritage with my old account, but then I forgot to log in for it, and they won't let me get my account back, so I had to start <laughs> a new one. Um, Dang. But, but basically, like if you just follow me on Instagram, you'll get... 95% of what we're doing because Facebook and TikTok and YouTube are just repost of my Instagram content. Nice. So, yeah. Which funny story on that on YouTube last September, um, like September of 2022, um, I started posting on YouTube. I didn't have, I had maybe like a hundred followers at that time, subscribers. And I just started posting shorts, you know, their little 60 shorts, second clips. Yep. Those things are Yeah. Amazing. Using, using my reels. Um, Juggernauts. And, Dude, they just they, they did wonderful as far as getting me subscribers. Um, so about two weeks before the Texas Woodworking Festival, I hit a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, um, through posting nothing but shorts for a year. Wow. And, and I so, gotta get back on my shorts game. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, it, and it's funny because like seventy thousand, because their analytics are great on YouTube. Seventy thousand of my subscribers came from one short that I posted that has over ninety million views now. 
Um, what? It's just me. Yeah, it's just me riveting uh, like a shoulder strap onto an apron. Um, that's all it is. Um, but it's got almost 90 million views. And it's funny, it comes in cycles. It'll be just totally dormant for like two months. And then all of a sudden in the three-week period, it'll get 10 million more views and I'll get 15,000 subscribers. Um, wow. Social media is so weird in, in how it works and what's mm -hmm. popular. It's It makes no sense. But my kids, my three boys, when I brought that YouTube box home, when it came in the mail and I opened it up in front of them and showed them my new silver play button for hitting 100,000, like at that point in time, that's probably the coolest that my kids will ever, yep. ever see. I don't know that I can ever <laughs> eclipse that moment in their eyes. <laughs> platinum. Gotta go oh, platinum. Dude, it, maybe. Yeah, they're talking about I need to get like the, the red diamond or something when you hit 100 million. I'm like, guys, like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm happy with the 100K. It's it's fun. The kids really enjoy it. So that makes it pretty special. Mm -hmm. That is That is cool. <laughs> So do you think it's the content? Did you have music associated with it that might have um, driven that? Man, it's weird because like on Facebook, if you use music, like they don't pay you for ads or for anything um, because of copyright issues. Um, mm -hmm. YouTube is also the same. You can only do like 15 seconds of a song. And oh, after that, okay. they have to pay copyright. So a lot of the time, if you post a short, you can only use a song for a little bit of time. Um, mm. So it, it's every platform is a little bit different, but you know, it's, it's it's great getting those kind of numbers because that's just more potential customers um, for our business. And um, like I said before, social media has been the thing that we have used mainly to to get our name out there and find new customers. So it's it's a weird thing that I haven't yet figured out, but we have success occasionally, and it's it's just been a lot of fun to play with. Mm. Well, that's incredible. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hundred thousand subscribers. I think I'm one of those, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm not good on the shorts. I don't watch the shorts. So, you know, I'm just old. Time. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but other <laughs> people do. So it's, 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 it's all so weird. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, so Mark, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find me at plate11.com or at Mark builds it on Instagram or uh joint effort.net. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter. And if you want me on YouTube, I will be working on <laughs> uh, my, my performance level is much it's just sad compared to that so uh i i have a new task i need how about you brian just, go ahead sorry go Jason. Ahead. oh i was gonna say just focus on the short like really really satisfying fun videos um just like 15 20 seconds long max and that's well, that's all people's attention span can handle I've got like a yeah, thousand hours of video. There's got to be, be something, a couple of nuggets in there. there. There are some viral videos in that. I guarantee you. I'll just send it over to you. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's probably, there's an AI for that, right? Like there's Ooh, something that yeah. will come through and pull out. I bet you yeah. can figure that out. Yeah. Uh, for me? Uh, yeah, Brian, ooh, sorry. Yeah, on yeah. to you. That's <laughs> all right. I'll do my own segment. Uh, um, <laughs> Instagram is pretty much the only place you can find me at Obst Woodworks. And Obst is just simply O-B-S-T. Kyle, how about you? Uh, you can always find me on Instagram at Barton.Kyle or BB Custom Tools, bbcustomtools.com, or on YouTube under BB Custom Tools and Kyle Barton and look for some shorts. So, Sean, what about yourself? Oh, per usual, you can find me on most social medias at SeanW78. So uh, what kind of reviews do we have? So we have reviews from two different episodes here. I, we must have had some time off. I don't know what happened. But um, yes. from episode 470, Gary Rogowski was on. Uh, Copper John Woodworks said, oh, wow. Help me out with that emoji. Is that uh, star, star eyes. happy star, yeah. star eyes person? Uh, Gary is awesome. <laughs> 
Robert Tolnai said, looking forward to the podcast. Gary shares some great knowledge. I would recommend his book. Emmett Kyle is six thumbs up for Gary Rogowski. I don't, I guess he's got some kids at his house uh, for all those thumbs. (laughs) Um, And then uh, episode 471, Person make object, which is somebody that I I wish that I had met at Handworks. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He stopped by. The, he stopped by the booth. I just didn't. I, didn't, I was. I was. Yeah, he stopped by the he booth, and uh, Brian did an interview with him. Okay, yeah. great. So yeah. uh, he said thanks for the mention. He did sell a few knives and had a great time hanging out with Tony from Hillview Tool on Saturday. Uh, CRT Woodworking said it was nice to talk to us. Uh, JMA Woodworks said that was a great episode and got to lo- to know a lot more about folks he didn't get to meet at the event. And Robert Tolnai chimed in again saying he was looking forward to listening while he is cutting some monster dovetails. And I saw those dovetails, Robert. Good job. Those are some monstrous dovetails. Um, if you would like to leave a comment, we would like you to do it. Uh, you can do it at our Instagram account. Or if you really want to make us happy, go to the place where you're listening to this podcast right now and leave a review and a comment and uh, we'll mention it on the show. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.